Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Teej, and B. Hey. So guys. 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 I gotta ask you, is there any condiment you put on your food that's always accepted? <laughs> Frank's Red Hot, I put that ish on everything. That's a joke. That's from a commercial. I actually buy this uh, twisted, uh, it's like a black peppercorn ranch. I was going to say ranch is obviously a go-to for most people. A lot yeah, of people. it's a go-to for me. Besides our one buddy, he doesn't like white, icky condiments. I don't do white sauces. I mean, oh, unless is it, it is a cheese. Is that you? That is, is me. Are you that far? <laughs> I was thinking of Yeah, me. I don't, you don't even do dressings on like salads. No, no, not really. This I'd, guy is like the most plain, like sub, lettuce, only no mayo i can do a little italian i can dabble with that but my problem is i even if there's like ranch on a plate i don't even want to clean it i don't want to touch it that is very freaky but you know what he'll do chipotle sauce on stuff and all that is 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 this that's all that is is usually like a spicier mayo i've opened up my boundaries a little bit and i will do chipotle i like the spice oh and it's not white i think it's just the color white yeah it's not white it's not white yeah white's just gross man However, there is a new popsicle in town. Mm. And the reason why I connect that to condiments, it's because it's a ketchup popsicle. Ugh, that's just disgusting. Well, it is hot outside right now. I mean, what do you usually mean? it's hot outside. Who goes, <laughs> you know what? I'm perched. I can get a ketchup a, popsicle. I can go for a ketchup, a Heinz, a Heinz popsicle. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to think. Well, Between you're out of luck. Because it's French's. French's French's. ketchup popsicle. They're partnering with Happy Pops, which is a Canadian ice pops uh, popsicle place. (laughs) But essentially, it's gluten-free, and it tastes like ketchup. It's very controversial. Oh, wow. I I was actually thinking about it. Initially, I was like, dude, that's gross. You you know, usually want, like, a popsicle on your throat. It's crazy, though, because I think What about, like, a Dijon mustard popsicle? (laughs) Oh, gross. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Just like a straight yellow. Just so tangy. <laughs> uh, you. I, but I'll say ketchup actually sounds good to me. I'm like, oh, I horse, put my... Horseradish popsicle. <laughs> oh, God. See, now we're just getting carried There's, away. like, chunks in it. Like, <laughs> it melts down to the chunks. <laughs> it's got a nice little spicy aftertaste to it. What's a spicy popsicle? It's like a perfect Ugh. dessert after your hot dog in the summer. <laughs> well, I mean, people drink Bloody Marys all the time. That's like a spicy drink. Yeah, well, actually, like it's dubbed the Frenchicle, but there, are, there's actually some social media lists out there calling it the uh, the Bloody Mary Pop. Well, yeah. how about how about we talk about something a little bit more tastier, like some of the concoctions that this Irvine, California Taco Bell's got in the works. Oh, we can talk about Taco Bell. Let's well, go. yeah, we can talk about Taco Bell, right? Yeah, so you know, Taco Bell, they they brought us the Dorito tacos in the past. Well, they are testing out the Big Cheese It. Tostada and big cheese it crunch wrap. So if you can picture like an oversized cheese it that they'd be wedging in the crunch wrap instead of a tortilla chip, I think this is a win. Especially if they go the grooves, the cheese it grooves. Oh man. Yeah, that would sell me for sure. If you saw the picture of this cheese it, it's def- definitely genetically modified. This thing is monstrous. <laughs> uh, listen, I love cheese its and I love Taco Bell. I was never like the biggest Crunchwrap fan, um, but I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to try it out with this new spin. Now, now, will your Crunchwrap still have no tomato if you ask for it? Nah, I don't know if you'll be lucky. It's fortunate. 
That, that's the problem there too. And guess what? They put white sauce on that too. Sour yeah, cream. So I opened that bad boy up and I, I have to put it in the garbage. <laughs> but here's the thing. Now, now you got me thinking. You got you got my thoughts churning. You you want the fresh cold, but you don't like tomatoes? What's going on here? I like tomato flavor. <laughs> it's like strawberries, man. I like strawberry flavor, but I don't I don't eat strawberries. It's a texture thing. Not about yeah, that well, life. That makes sense because I'm still trying to wrap my head around a the texture of a ketchup popsicle. Well, when you go to these popsicle stands, you obviously need to buy the popsicle. Of course, you got to have cash. You got to have your wallet on you. You ever go somewhere where you just don't have your money, can't pay for what you what you wanted? I have actually, and if not for recent technology and be able to use my phone, like tap to pay, it literally just happened to me yesterday. I went to the gas station without my wallet. This happened in Chile also, but he wasn't necessarily buying gas. <laughs> this guy was uh, leaving a brothel and he took the fastest exit he could right out a two-story window <laughs> diving right on right onto his bottom uh, seconds later on the video you see two prostitutes or uh, two women chasing him because I think he, he just didn't pay Hot maybe he forgot tail. his wallet at home see that's an, a that's a time where you need to have your wallet on you right you'd have yeah, to you gotta okay. I don't think they I don't know if like a brothel situation if they accept like tap to pay on your on your cell phone. Oh, you know, you're usually supposed to tap to pay. Oh, yeah. But uh <laughs> in this case, yeah, he to Eric's point, he took the quickest quickest exit from a second story window and landed on his butt. We should give this guy the benefit of the doubt though. Maybe he just forgot his wallet at home. Maybe he's running so that he can grab his wallet and come back as quickly as he, possible to pay. Potentially he's just an honest man and he forgot his wallet. We have to think about that. We can't give this guy this bad reputation. He obviously had full intent on pain for these services. Well, and the prostitutes wanted to make sure he was okay after falling out of the window. They yeah, maybe that's, what they, that, maybe that's why they were chasing him. Maybe they just wanted to make sure he was in good health, you know, because he did fall off a two-story. Makes sense, yeah. That's probably why they were chasing him. Yeah, this whole story has been misinterpreted. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely ran with it. But guys, we are going to jump right into the show. We have a lot to discuss today. We're going to just really talk about how the stock market sentiment's been and how we feel about it moving forward. And stay tuned. We have the hunt of the week at the end. Let's jump right into the woods. Stay with us. Let's go. Don't take your advice from a bunch of animals. We are not financial advisors, but we do welcome you to join us in the woods for education and entertainment purposes only. This week's impacts on your daily buck. In NFT news, hold up. Dupe Snog fooled a bunch of folks at the New York City Web3 conference this past weekend. Meanwhile, some major celebrities are distancing themselves from NFT avatars such as Jimmy Fallon, Travis Barker, and Meek Mill. Doesn't mean anything. In stock news, Jerome Powell talked twice this week about monetary policy, suggesting that the 75 basis points was necessary and that a recession is possible. Many major corporations are announcing some layoffs. Could this be the beginning of the recession talks that we've been hearing? And in crypto news, Solana introduces a smartphone equipped with features for decentralized apps on the Solana blockchain, while Celsius, potentially claiming bankruptcy, has Goldman Sachs as an investor trying to raise $2 billion to buy its assets. This and more on how it impacts your daily buck. So the Dow closed at 31500 or for a 5.31% increase on the five-day. Uh, we had the NASDAQ close at 11,607, 
or an 8.51% increase on the five day. And the S&P 500 closed at 39.11, which was a 6.71% increase on the five day. Woo! Give me all yeah. that green. Green. Ding, 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 ding. Now, it wasn't actually a five day. It was more of a four day, but uh, we'll take green regardless. Yeah, man. This is. I felt like this is exactly what the market needed. You know, speaking of green, my boy, Doop Snow, Doop Snog, Doop Snow. I actually like that better than Snoop Dogg for some reason. Because <laughs> the dupe, it's got to be the dupe. Doop Snow. <laughs> yep. Uh, I wonder if Doop Snog smokes the green like Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he was a Snoop Dogg impersonator that fooled folks at the New York City Web3 conference. And I just thought this was hilarious. The Couldn't get Snoop Dogg, so they had to get Dupe, dupe Snog. <laughs> Yeah, now that the cat's out of the bag, like this and like that, Dupe Snog uh, <laughs> oh, was out there mingling with folks. You know, speaking of celebrities, though, so yeah, I read this this week that, you know, there's been some distancing from the NFT space some, from some yeah, celebrities. Yeah, thank God. I'm entirely okay with it. Jimmy Fallon, Travis Barker, Meek Mill, uh, there was a handful of others removing <laughs> their NFT avatars, like their Bored Ape avatars. Is the NFT bubble going pop, or what are we What are we thinking here? Does this actually mean that they're distancing themselves, though? Just because they changed their avatar, did they sell? Are yeah, they... I would be more interested in whether or not they sold. Just changing your profile picture. I mean, maybe they just took a really good picture with their family or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in all seriousness, I've, I've had a couple of avatars on my, my Twitter account. More recently, they've just been different NFTs that I've purchased. It's not too concerning to me that celebrities are individually choosing to take a step back from NFTs. We we also know that there's some celebrities that are actually taking a step into NFTs as well, and they're creating projects. It's not something you can just walk away from that easily. Yeah, it's not a so, complete distance. I mean, I, I, think, I think I saw Paris Hilton is still like minting NFTs. Um, but I mean, this does go with the story that we mentioned, like on the last uh, episode, where uh, NFT sales have been down 150% since April. It's just an interesting tidbit. We'll see how uh, things go. But I mean, with the markets uh, kind of coming back with some green, I think when if you have a nice stock market where you know sentiment is real high, I think it all kind of comes back together full circle, even with NFTs. I think NFTs even start to become to prosper a little bit, even the crypto markets too. Mm-hmm. In line with that, we're seeing the markets. We talked the markets were green this week, but overall they've been red outside of this week, right? So this is just a small comeback. Have well, they? yes, of course they have. Yes, Come on. just just a little, just a little bit of red. <laughs> yep. We talked about recession, a potential recession, or maybe it maybe it's not a recession. We talked about that last episode, and in general, I think it's very interesting that we've been seeing a lot of companies recently doing layoffs. A lot of big companies too. Just to name a few, we have Tesla, Ford, Netflix, Robinhood, Wells Fargo, PayPal, Carvana. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of these bigger companies are doing these layoffs as of recent. Is this grounds to be concerned? Do we think that this is going to continue and what will this also lead to a potential recession? Well, Papa Powell did say in his monetary policy uh, meetings this week that, you know, a recession is possible. And I mentioned in the last episode that we're not in a recession right now. There's a lot of recession fears. We're not there right now. There's enough uh, evidence that there's still positive earnings per share in the S&P, whereas in a recession year, we're usually not. We're usually seeing negative. This is kind of like planting the seed the, where we could see that recession later if all these companies are announcing layoffs. But this is where we could start seeing some more people on the line and those recession fears really start to take play later on. It always takes a while for this kind of stuff to catch up. 
I mean, I definitely don't like the look of layoffs um, from like an economical standpoint. Like in times past, if I if I think about layoffs in an alarming number, I think more recently for me would have to be like 2008. We all know how that that went. But it, at the same time, companies have to do this. They have to take a look at their budget so that way they can still be reporting strong numbers as the rest of the year. So it is kind of a multifaceted situation yeah. where you could still have some positive numbers from a company report out standpoint because they're doing these cuts, but it doesn't benefit. It's saving them money. It's saving them money, right. If you look at some of these companies on the list, I feel like maybe just some of them, like Peloton and Carvana. Obvious. Um, maybe they just grew too quickly. You know, and they had a lot of liquidity at one point. A lot of capital was out and people and companies were willing to invest. Well, you know, it was obviously that South Park episode that uh, that did Peloton in. <laughs> Which one is that? And it's gone? <laughs> no, they had a South, they I had feel a like South that's Park the one episode. We've been talking about all year and it's gone. And it's they gone. had a South Park episode where someone died on a Peloton and then afterwards their, their stock tanked a little bit. That, oh. that was before it actually officially like started dropping from, from their fundamental standpoint. How does South Park actually have that strong of a hold on the stock market where they if they hey, make man. a parody of something, it'll tank? The Simpsons have predicted a lot of things in the stock market. Maybe Yeah, man, if you just watch a lot of South Park and make your investments according to that, you yeah. will be a rich man. <laughs> Hell, don't even listen to the three bucks. Just watch South Park. Just watch South Park for all of your financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, more recently, it looks like hackers struck once again. Uh, we don't know who these hackers are. They have reportedly stolen over $100 million in cryptocurrency from the blockchain bridge Horizon, which was developed by crypto startup Harmony. I feel like I keep reading hack stories yeah. like... Well, these bridges, man, these bridges are like, they're at risk for exploit. For whatever reason, their mechanics, their security is just, just not as good as the, the blockchain or the protocol itself. But with how prevalent a lot of the hacking stories have been lately, I think this is some of the fear that people have about investing in crypto. You know well, I mean, mean rightfully so. Swim at your own risk for sure, still. Well, keep in mind, so you have some stable coins, things like that, that are dropping to zero. Then you're also having hacking stories. I've talked to people that are literally getting out of crypto or they're saying, I'm going to put my money on the sidelines right now because they don't know what's going to happen, especially when you're talking about stable coins and you thought it was safe you know not so stable yeah well that's that's a significant problem that that was kind of a black swan event for the crypto market this past spring winter. yeah but you know you just look at it and it's all of the all of this news making Bad. people fear <laughs> yeah it's making Bad. people fear it's... the investment of putting their money in bitcoin and things like that that's part of the reason it's probably dropping as well as it we have you know celsius network looking to potentially claim bankruptcy which celsius network is actually a united states based crypto exchange one of the first and you know now you got goldman sachs talking about looking to to rally their investors and raise capital to potentially buy out some of celsius's assets at a, at a steep steep discount yeah but again this this goes back to now like why wouldn't somebody maybe just invest in goldman sachs in the stock market instead of crypto you're right this is the this is the fear stuff that we're talking about it's not a good look for crypto i'm still investing in crypto but i i can see why the masses People well, just, do, the just stick to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like, we really believe those two are going somewhere. Like, honest to God, are they going to zero? Like, I can understand fear in some of the more speculative investments that are being offered. Like, a lot of, I mean, there's probably thousands of coins at this point. Well, I'll tell but, you what, if I read a story next week for three bucks podcast that hackers have now stolen 100 million on Ethereum. <laughs> blame it on B. I'm going to blame it on you, B. <laughs> if, if that happens, I will exit all markets. If it was actually stolen from the Ethereum network. I agree with you, though, B. I'm all about just sticking with the big boys right now, the Ethereum and Bitcoin, because I see a lot of people Gotta chasing. Gotta go with the big boys. 
Yeah, gotta why, go with the big boys. Gotta go with big boys, man. BLT, you know? baby. BLT, salad bar. Minus the tomato, of course. Minus tomato. You gotta, <laughs> gotta go with big boys. You gotta stick with the big boys. Bitcoin. Big boy isn't doing too well in, in Michigan anymore. A lot of them are closed. <laughs> but in general, I think, you know, there's so many people trying to go for that altcoin or the smallest, like, trying to find the pot of gold. The home run, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. Highly rewarded if you are accurate on your choice or if you kind of diversify and maybe one of the, the coins hits. Just seems like you're chasing something <laughs> that that's pretty risky. It's the penny stocks, right? right there's always going to yeah. be penny stocks that people bet on. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the free bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The three bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. Do we think that right now the market is ready to bounce are we past the downside what do you guys think are we ready to gap and go so here's the thing right we had a good week we needed this week um with the s p being up 6.7 percent we're still in 3900s we're still in an area where i think things are still oversold by a lot personally right now is that i think that we we have room to have one more leg down and you have to remember that the summer that doesn't usually have as much volume in general moving in the stock market as like your your other months of the year. But I do think we're probably in the midst of carving like a bottoming process right now. So there's probably gonna be some consolidating, I would imagine, next week. But I think we're very close to gap and go. Because I've said before, I think Q3 and Q4, we're gonna have some really strong numbers on the S&P. Will we hit 5,000? I don't know if we're going to hit 5,000, but we might hit like 46, 4,700, 4,700 points on the S&P. I think, yeah, I know, I know. It's a bold yeah, prediction that's... by Teej, but, but it's because you have a lot of people that are scared as people start getting more comfortable and throwing money in that other people are going to hear about it. They're going to go, oh, I need to put money in. And that's where the rally just keeps building and building and building, right? Because pe people are putting in their money at different times and in different increments because they're hearing about it too late that the market's starting to recover. Assuming institutions and stuff are doing the same, right? They're gonna they're gonna control. Well, large. there's been some accumulation, large accumulations, right? When the S and P was hitting 3,800, 3, there's been large accumulations. So like that's why I think like institutions are kind of doing it. You know, it's all gonna be based on these inflation numbers too. Did the seventy five basis points work on the new CPI meeting that we have? Yeah, but what about the so going back to the news about companies laying laying employees off? If we start seeing a large amount of that, you're gonna start seeing some of these bigger companies tanking on that that news as well. I mean, I guess their earnings could be better, so that could help them, but if you're laying off 3,000 employees. I think it's like short-term bad news. Like, it's like the company takes a dip the day they announce that they're doing layoffs. But when it comes to earnings week, which is the big coveted week, and they report numbers, which is what investors care about, I think if the numbers are showing positive, then stocks go burr, they go up. Uh, purely from a uh, sentiment standpoint, I, I think that the mo most recent price action that we've had is is probably closer to like a bull trap. 
I'm not saying that we're gonna take like a huge significant, you know, leg down. I just strictly from like a sentiment standpoint, just solely based on how I feel and from what I'm seeing and observing in the markets. I don't know if we're like out of the woods yet. I'm happy with some of the green that we got last week. You know, here's the deal too, is that we have midterms coming up. That's so, what that's, and that's what and, I'm trying to think about. Like, I know we've discussed a lot of like indicators going into like the midterms. I don't that, think the Fed could be bullish. Yeah, I just don't think the Fed's going to do anything too drastic because they're going to want to look impartial as we get closer to midterms. I mean, I guess that will be the litmus test then, what we're looking like going into those winter months, you know, Q4, because from a purely sen sentimental standpoint, things don't feel to me that rot of the woods. I feel like it's too early to tell, given that we only had one green week in, in a while. So yeah. my sentiment is the same as yours. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I think we're going to see some lows. In the end, though, I think it's just a matter of consistency. I think we've talked about that before. You know, not deploying everything you have into the market like right now, but little bits at a time. You know, especially some of these stocks, if you're into dividend stocks like I am, you know, you're getting there's a lot of sweet spot opportunities for these stocks that are oversold right now. And, you know, this is this is positioning yourself for I mean, you make a good point. Like, yeah, it's positioning yourself. You don't for have to wait. A, the three-year, five-year yeah, horizon, not right. not what's going on here in the next few months. Yeah, you make a good point. We don't necessarily have to worry about what's going on in the next few months simply because we don't know the direction it's going to go. But if you've got like four or five huge conviction bets that you've had your eyes on that you want to, you know, dollar cost average into, I don't think you can go wrong there because that way it will allow you to take advantage of some of these, these discounts that we have out there. The DCA method is the safest route. I will also say that there's been a lot of like random companies that have been pretty explosive. There's been a lot of like volatility with this market too, to the point where if you wanted to do some swing trades, you just got to get good at picking them out. But if you look at some of these stocks and how they've recovered over the last week, like Chewy, for example, <laughs> like Chewy, making, those, making those dog snacks. I mean, they, they've jumped up 50% in like the last week or so. You know, there are these plays out there. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously XBI, yeah, you're going to always bring up XBI. There's I mean, a lot of biofarm plays that if you look at the calendar and you're playing the Padufa game, you can see which ones are going to be volatile and you might be able to do a swing. I like that. Whatever your approach is, Eric is very much biotech and he just mentioned he likes to look at Padufa, which I think has something to do with their their trials or like their their Essentially, phases. they, they set a date, for, uh, a deadline date for when a company would find out if they're FDA approved or not. Yeah. Look at... Blue, that's Bluebird Bio. They have two Padufas coming up in the next two months. You know, so it's just a matter, of, and this is just biofarms, but you can also apply this to other things, whether it's you you expect good earnings or bad earnings, you just play that short-term overreaction from the audience. 100%. This could also support options trading. For sure. I wanted to kind of inquire and pick your guys' brains on what you thought about support and resistance lines in this market. I, I wanted to make a point like that- Like Fibonacci retracements? And, yeah, any of these special yeah. indicators that for you stand out to help you op open or and or close your positions. You know, obviously I pick support and resistance because I think those are probably like the most common ones that you know your novice investors are, are familiar with. Do you guys have a tool that you use you know, I wish I was more resourceful in terms of being able to use those tools. I know you're not much of a technical trader. Uh, yeah, right, like so. I, I do watch quite a bit on uh, and try to educate myself on 
a lot of the Fibonacci retracements on the major indexes. I don't necessarily apply it to the very specific down to the weeds, down to the actual stock. I, you know, some of these guys have been pretty spot on in terms of what they're calling on the major index indices. It's it's something I'm trying to add to my repertoire. But yeah, no, I don't I don't actually use it as a um, a barometer in personal stock picks. I know that you do, though. What are you using? Uh... I actually started off with support and resistance. I, I tried to develop my technical analysis skills probably the last two or three years. You know, I was already in the market from like an investing and research and like I guess like a passion standpoint, but I really, really like support and resistance lines. Are you using what tool are you using though? Trading view? Yeah, I use trading view. I so do. So you use draw a lot view. of fancy shapes and I draw a lot of lines. Triangles. Yeah, and, a, lot, uh, a lot of shapes and lines. Circles, a lot of squiggly lines. No, I mean but basically you know it's <laughs> like yeah, I mean some of them are silly, but like support and resistance is pretty clear cut. When price is at support, you know, it's at an area on the on the chart where there's buyers. And it's it's a lower it's typically a lower area on the chart. From a resistance standpoint, it's typically a higher area on the price chart where you run into sellers. Basically, you have what's called confluence, and the more more times that you run into resistance, resistance, excuse me, and or support, could strengthen you know your your theory about the support and resistance lines, or it could potentially mean that one of them are gonna break as well. I do use the support lines, but I am a long term trader for the most part most of the things that i get into i hold for long term so i use the support line to help with my entry points yeah well that's yeah. i don't necessarily use the resistance lines i mean i pay attention to that stuff but for me i'm paying attention to what the company is specifically doing so what kind of news are they putting out what what could i expect around the corner that could boost them up so i might use specific dates to to kind of help myself understand what's going on with the company and whether i think you know what kind of news they're putting out whether I should but be in guys, you know what? You're, the most important support line is is sitting right in front of you. It's me. Okay, <laughs> I'll be your support line. I'll be your support, and I support you. Be and I support you, you Eric. You're gonna support me when the. Uh... I'll I'll be I'll be. You just call me when you're trying to make a decision. Just call me, and I'll be supportive. I think they would call you a uh, financial advisor. Then I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me that, man. Don't call me that. I I don't make buy sell recommendations. But I wanted to point out really quickly, I do like, and Eric mentioned it, <clears throat> everybody has a different strategy. And for him, he focuses on the support line because it gives him an idea of where he can enter the trade. He knows to a certain extent that the price may, you know, may not necessarily go lower if that support is holding. Now he has a longer threshold as far as when he's, you know, how long he's holding his investments. If you're on a three to five year time horizon, yeah, you're not so much worried about resistance because you're not going to sell anyways. But if you're swing trading, you know, if you're looking for an opportunity in these conditions and you're swing trading, well, resistance could end up being key because it might give you an idea of where, where to sell. Just call and ask Tiege and he'll give you the answer you're looking for as well. Hunt of the week. Guys, well, this week, the Bears were getting spanked and the Bulls were making bank. So we got some uh, opportunities we want to throw your way to put on the watch list with us. This week, I'm going to kick it off with Church and Dwight, CHD. And especially in the light of the controversial overturn of Roe versus Wade, I don't know, wherever you land on that subject, this company, Church & Dwight, they're also known as Arm & Hammer, and they make a lot of detergents, baking soda, but they also make 
condoms, lubricants, vibrators under the Trojan brand. And, you know, the condoms, they might become a little more popular now with the recent news. But they're a company that's been around a long time, since 1846. They're forecasted to have 4% future growth here over the next year. And according to Simply Wall Street right now, they're fair valued at $119.56. And their current price is at $91. So that's about a 23% difference right now in terms of gains that could be made. And they do pay a dividend, 1.15%. It's about 26 cents a share. You can make some cheese along the way. It's consumer defensive for folks that are concerned about if the market could take a tumble. Consumer defensive stocks are usually a pretty good hedge against some of inflation. So that would be a good pick, especially in the light of recent news. Arm and Hammer, CHD, Church and Dwight. BD, you got something for us? Yeah, thanks, Tej. Uh, my hunt of the week this week is going to be DPST. And uh, it's an actually, it's a financial services exchange traded fund. And it comprises of basically all of your, your, your banks that you could think of. It's got PNC in there, Goldman Sachs, East West Bank Corp. And I am from a standpoint that I believe that the banking sector is going to perform well over the next few months, just from the standpoint that the rates are higher, they're going to be raking in more revenue from, from a borrowing standpoint. And it's leveraged. And That it's, one's yes. leveraged. Yeah, that one's leveraged. Um, being triple leveraged is one whole thing in itself. But um, I just think it's a good play uh, for, for this current market condition. We know that the banks are likely going to perform well, just based you know, on, on the whole thing with the rates. DPST. And I will tell you about DPST. I own that index and it does pay a quarterly distribution. Yes. Yeah, I do apologize. That's correct. They do pay a quarterly distribution while it also does cost you money to to own it technically. I think it's like 90 bucks for every thousand invested. I think it's 0.9%. Eric, did you have one for us this uh, this week? Looks like we got one down for you. Plug. Is that like some sort of a toy from chd or something or what we got there yes yes i think to I one think church thing. and dwight might make plugs do you oh. use do you use those do you use butt, plugs butt plugs or i usually try and take all plugs out of the area to make sure my baby does not get his hands on it oh. but i do have plugs at my house okay that's all we needed to might know. be a different kind of plugs <laughs> okay my pick is plug p-l-u-g is the ticker and this is Plug Power Incorporated. They closed at $18.23. They have been as high as $40 in the last year per share. And what do they do? They make hydrogen fuel cells. So this is actually in competition with what you, what you would say the traditional EV sector, but it is also going green. So what I like about this company, they have spiked a few big deals. They have deals with Amazon, but they also recently got a deal in April of this year with Walmart where they actually do end-to-end hydrogen business. So they they basically, they'll manage the hydrogen, liquefy it, they will transport it, and they put it into fuel cells. So the nice thing about this in comparison to EV from, from a company standpoint is there is downtime. So let's say you're using a forklift. There is downtime where you have to charge this forklift so it is not operable because it needs to charge whereas fueling it up with hydrogen which is one of the most abundant resources on earth if not the most is much quicker so i foresee this being more of a long-term play if you were to invest in this company you could see a lot of partnerships down the road 
in general, they're a pretty healthy company. So year to year, they had 148 million re revenue for the first quarter of 2022, which uh, is a 96% year over year growth from 21. I do see this being a mega trend moving forward. It's just the big question for me is lithium with regards to the EV sector. There's only so much lithium out there. And I think that this is gonna be a huge avenue for, again, I think like fleets and such for different bigger companies. Give it a look, put it on your watch list. No, I like that play actually. And, um, you know, I definitely think there needs to be a competitor to lithium in the EV space. And it sounds like hydrogen uh, could potentially be that competitor. Yeah, I just, I, I'm wondering why they don't use it currently. You know, this company is the is the leader in actually managing hydrogen. Like in the US, uh, they are the, the top dog. I do think that it is difficult to transport. I think it was, uh, you know, there's still research Just being like done on efficiency and on, on trying okay. to develop, but but it's come a long way and it is very efficient. So, well, I think it, no, and I, I actually I think it's a really good pick because I think it's also one of those stocks too where it's just finding its target market, if you will. Like the technology was there, the company was there, the fundamentals were there, but the market wasn't necessarily there yet. You know what I mean? Same with ChargePoint and like the other companies in that space. And maybe Jumping Church in. and Dwight CHD can power one of their Trojan vibrators with a hydrogen cell. Partnership there, potentially. Partnership there, potential partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Seriously. Long lasting, yes. Get rid of lithium ion, lithium ion batteries and get hydrogen for all your toys. All right, gang, it's hunting time ahead of a new week of opportunities. Thanks for indulging with us on Ketchup Popsicles and Cheese at Contraps. Doop schnog! Doop schnog! And always make sure to bring your wallet to a brothel. But we talk about more than that. We talk about crypto, stocks, NFTs, and we're here each and every single week. So join in on the fun on Twitter at 3 underscore bucks. Got a suggestion? DM us. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, happy hunting.